then all of a sudden you get hit right in the fields through a very simple looking character, two dots for eyes and a little line for a mouth. But all of a sudden he gets you thinking and, and smiling and, and maybe letting out a good cry. Maybe this little blob is strumming on a ukulele, singing about how everything's going to be okay. All of that put together evokes a very unique experience. It's bad animation, it's simple characters, tackling complex subjects. You're listening to Inside Mental Health, a Psych Central podcast where experts share experiences and the latest thinking on mental health and psychology. Here's your host, Gabe Howard. Welcome, everyone. I'm your host, Gabe Howard, and calling into the show today, we have Danny Cassell, a.k.a. Cool Man Coffee Dan, who is a self-titled bad animator. Danny is on the Forbes 30 Under 30 list, and he first went viral when his cartoon titled Snakes Have Legs accumulated tens of millions of views. Danny, welcome to the show. Hey, hey, so glad to be here. Thanks for having me on. In your press kit, it says, Danny grew up getting in trouble for doodling during class. He didn't see himself as an artist by any means, but loved the process of getting the cartoonish visions out of his head and onto paper. So I have a few questions based solely on those two sentences. And the first one is, did you really get in trouble, like for real trouble, or is this just clever marketing? You know, I, a little bit of everything, but for the most part, the teachers came to know that that was just my thing. There was only so much they could do. I think it, it kept me awake at the end of the day. It kept my brain active, kept me from falling asleep. So it had a purpose. In 11th grade, I'm a junior in high school, and my Spanish teacher catches me doodling, and, and she asks me, hey, Danny, do your doodles help you focus? And I was almost like taken aback in that moment because a teacher never really asked me that question, even though I knew it was 100% the case. And I told her like, yeah, it does. It honestly does. Because for me, doodling was literally the sort of brain exercise to keep me retaining information during class. Even when I would be taking notes and be studying for tests, I would doodle alongside the things I had to remember. It, it, for some reason, that's just how my brain is wired. And some students are, you know, that's how they're built. That's how their brain is. So just all in all, your teachers and the, the adults in your life were supportive of this and, until you started moving on to radiators and lunch trays. Yeah, that was, <laughs> I shouldn't have done that. I've definitely been sent to the principal's office once or twice throughout middle school and high school. And once I got into college, I kept it in my notes. But for the most part, teachers were more or less supportive of me doing that. And, and I think that's great. I, I think sometimes we, I think the intentions are good, but we accidentally stifle children who learn differently or who behave differently, non-disruptively in, in class. There's that pay attention phrase. And I, I, I think a lot of kids with mental health issues or, or even just who think differently in the moment or mature differently, they create this outlet for themselves Looking back on your life, and this is purely your lived experience, so there's no wrong answer. Do you think that you were having any unnoticed mental health challenges when you were in school? Yeah, I didn't know how to talk about it. I didn't know what I was going through at the time. I didn't even know if it was something I should bring up, you know, something I should point out. Looking back, I definitely had crippling anxiety around my looks. I, I always felt like I was the ugliest thing in the world. Uh, and if my hair wasn't perfect and 
my my pimples were acting up on a certain day, or I had particularly uh, dark or baggy circles under my eyes on a certain day, I would have a nervous breakdown, which I had many times. And I would have to literally skip school that day to, uh, you know, heal and to take a moment and to catch my breath. I, I guess back then, like, I just thought I was, uh, you know, having a bad day or maybe a little under the weather. But now in retrospect, I was legitimately having a anxiety, nervous breakdown, like that was not being treated or talked about the right way. I think now, even just a few years later, people are more um, open to be talking about those sorts of things. And I would hope that teachers and people that work in the school systems are on the lookout for that type of stuff a little more as well. But, you know, this was not something that I, that kind of registered in my head back then, or I didn't even feel like I had to talk about it, but it was such a permanent part of my life, which I fortunately got over, but a lot of people don't get over that. Is that the idea behind your mental health animations, this idea of giving people space and words and concepts to describe mental health challenges? Because I, I know when, when I was in middle school and, and even high school and, and even in my early 20s, I didn't have words like I'm having an anxiety attack or I'm suffering from panic. All I knew is that I was sweaty, unable to focus. My heart was beating. I, I wanted to run. And when I told people things like that, they just looked at me and they're like, well, I don't know. What'd you eat? It's... Yep. I didn't understand the words to tell people and people didn't understand the words to help me. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's a short, palatable little dose of, of a cute, cuddly creature that maybe you were expecting to pop up on your phone. Maybe you weren't, you know, maybe you just scrolled, scrolled upon it randomly, or you had a friend send it to you out of nowhere. And what this, you know, little animation does is, in 30 to 60 seconds, sometimes less, you know, talk to you for a second and check in on you, check in on the human that's, that's watching this animation, you know, reminding them of the little things that this human wouldn't have heard throughout the rest of their day otherwise, or maybe hasn't heard at all in their life up until this point. The simple things like, hey, you're special. Hey, you're loved. Hey, you're not nearly as ugly as you may think you are. All these things that we should be constantly reminded of, but we aren't. We, we aren't reminded of those things day to day for whatever reason. And these animations are those reminders. From your press kit in your bio, you, you call yourself a bad animator over and over again. And I, I believed in the description that you gave, you, you called it a little blob. This is not how people usually describe their comic strips, their arts, their animation. <laughs> is this just self-doubt and low self-esteem or is this clever marketing? Not clever marketing, just who I am. <laughs> I, when I started this journey, one random summer night, summer of 2017, I had an idea for an animation. It was a random three in the morning idea. But the only problem was I didn't know how to animate at all. But it was a funny concept. I wanted to give it a shot. And I went for it. You know, I just dove in and made up my little own animation uh, format where I, I was drawing on index cards and taking a photo of that on my phone and then importing that into my computer and chroma keying it out. A real nerdy, unorthodox way of bringing images to life and making them move and talk. 
it was an animation called Snakes Have Legs. And whatever was in the air that summer night, that animation went massively viral, you know, hundreds of millions of views and counting. It's my most viral hit to date. All of a sudden, I have this huge audience expecting more stuff like that. I'm like, awesome. So I'm going to continue to figure it out, but I still don't know how to animate. So I was in that rare position where I had the audience before I had any of the content or the know-how on how to make that content. So I figured it out along the way. And very, very early on in that journey, I just put into my Instagram bio, I'm a bad animator. Don't expect anything crazy. Don't come in here thinking you're going to get some uh, Pixar type caliber stuff. The genius is really in the simplicity. There's all of these people that say, well, I don't understand how forwarding something on the internet is going to tackle mental health. Now, the first thing I want to say is forwarding something on the internet is not going to solve mental health problems. It's, it's, it's not the end all be all, but it can start a conversation. Is that how you feel? Is that just like your goal? You're just trying to get people to think about something and maybe think about the person that sent it to them. And then boom, you've sparked a conversation. Definitely the goal to get a conversation started and to get people more consciously thinking about these sorts of things is definitely there. These characters, these animations are definitely not equipped to be that legitimate therapist in someone's life, right? Even though a lot of people comment and DM me saying, oh my God, this is like free therapy. I needed this today. What these characters and what my art can be and that feeling that it can evoke is the feeling of having a shoulder to cry on. Maybe my characters offer you their shoulder to cry on or, or offer a, their ear to listen to. Just having that, that source in your life, and maybe you're not fortunate enough to have that, that actual human in your life, You know, that actual someone who you could speak to or make you feel like you're being listened to, make you feel like you're being heard. But these characters are. I get a lot of DMs and, and messages and, and comments all around the world. America, Brazil, India, Italy, France, everywhere. These characters almost transcend language and culture. And a lot of these people, mostly on the younger side, kids, teenagers, maybe they had a particularly bad day at school or something. They'll come back to my pages just to hang out with these characters and get that reminder, get that vibe, get that uh, special feeling, that nice feeling they get when they watch one of the videos with these characters in them, when they listen to that ukulele strumming song about how everything's going to be fine, at least that, at least they feel like they have someone to help them feel better. And, and that, that special someone just so happens to be uh, these blobby characters that make so many people feel just that little 1% better. So ideally, it does both. You know, ideally, it, it gets that conversation started and it helps society progress forward. And, and also, at least maybe in that moment, in that very second when you're feeling particularly awful, hopefully one of these characters can help you smile. You mentioned transcending culture and you recently collaborated with Bollywood superstar Dipika Padikone and you, you got 10 million views. I, I mean, one, you're working with a Bollywood superstar. I think that's incredible. You've racked up over 10 million views as of the recording. Who, who knows how many will be on by the time this airs. Can you tell folks about that video and how it came together, what message you're getting out there, and if they want to listen to it, where they can find it, if they haven't seen it already? Yeah, yeah. So I was introduced to DP. She has this massive following, of course, in, in the Bollywood scene. And online, she has uh, way more Instagram followers than me, put it that way. 
Um, and she loved my videos and she loved what I stood for and what these animations stood for. And uh, we started brainstorming on what the video idea would be. And her and her team told me about this word, this phrase in India that essentially means the idea of uh, hugging yourself. And it's a warm, vibey, vibrating feeling of taking care of yourself. And it's called uh, Jaru Kijapi is the name, Jaru Kijapi. And the act of hugging yourself and uh, fluttering your lips, like just letting out your anxieties and your stress. And I never heard of that before. And I was like, that sounds incredible. I would like, I'm picturing my character Spesh in my head, uh, my main character doing Jaruki Japi and hugging himself and, 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 and letting out all these doubtful thoughts and feelings just by doing that, the hug of happiness. We ran with that concept. And in the video, my character Spesh is having a bad day. He's stressed out. He's anxious. There's like a bag of chips laying on the floor next to him. There's a half full can of soda. He's just not feeling it that day. And animated Topeka pops in. You know, she uh, explains to Spesh that you don't have to worry. Just try this. And they do Jaduki Japi and they both hug themselves and they flutter their lips. And the, the background behind them turns into beautiful, flowy love and rainbows and special learns in this video that, you know, there are ways, there are small but effective ways in a moment of crisis that you can make yourself feel better, whether it is hugging yourself or whether it is taking a deep breath, maybe getting some water, taking a walk outside, calling a friend that cares about you, those little but effective reminders that can help you in that moment. And DP was there to help spread that message with me. And it just completely, uh, took the internet by storm. And I'm, I'm glad that uh, 10 million people learned about Jaduki Japi on that video. There are few words more misunderstood and misused than OCD. Imagine having unwanted thoughts stuck in your head all day, no matter how hard you try to make them go away. And then having to pretend that everything is okay, despite having to feel crippled inside. That's OCD. One in 40 people suffer from it globally, but there's hope. If you have OCD and need help, you can get better with specialized treatment. NoCD offers effective, affordable, and convenient treatment for OCD and is covered by many major insurance plans. Go to NoCD.com to learn more. That's NoCD.com. Gabe Howard here to tell you about the Inside Bipolar podcast from Healthline Media. He does the show with me. Dr. Nicole Washington, a board-certified psychiatrist. That's right. A guy living with bipolar and a psychiatrist team up to discuss living well with bipolar disorder. Listen now on your favorite podcast player or visit psychcentral.com slash IBP to learn more. Subscribe now so you don't miss out. Hi there. I'm Faye McRae, editor-in-chief of Psych Central. Whether you're looking for free resources, quizzes, or thought-provoking personal perspectives, Psych Central has what you need to join you on your mental health journey. Psych Central's talented team of award-winning writers, editors, and medical professionals are passionate about creating a safe, inclusive, and trustworthy environment where you feel seen and heard. Visit us now at psychcentral.com. That's psychcentral.com. And we're talking about using art to drive mental health conversations with Danny Cassell. 
of all the things that you have made, and I know you don't just make mental health animations, so you, you don't have to pick a mental health one, but of all the animations of, of everything that you've done, what is your personal favorite and why? Oh man, that's a good question. It's like trying to pick your, uh, your favorite child. Tough. Um, I would say it's uh it, it is a video around mental health. This was, this was made just a few months into my animation journey after that first video in summer of 2017, a video I made in October of 2017. So a little while ago at this point, but the character whose name is blue dude lives on and he's still uh, one of the most respected and, and one of the favorite characters from the audience in my universe. This is a video that I made right after the Las Vegas shootings in 2017, where the gunman shot into a, a crowd at a concert from his hotel room in Vegas, because the whole world was feeling a very uh, spooky, unfortunate, uneasy sort of way. And around this time, I, I maybe three, four months into my since my first animation went viral, it's, I had a small audience by this time. I had maybe 50,000 subscribers on, on Instagram. And so here I am, I'm still in college in New York City at the time. I, uh, I had class later that day. This is the day after the shootings. I'm at the gym that morning after on the treadmill, just looking at all the TV screens, just replaying this horrible footage. Obviously, you know, horrible event. And, and it just made, it, it brought the world down as, as something like that always, always does. And it's a questionable time. And for the first time in my creative career, I felt like I had finally had a platform. I finally had a voice where I was able to do something and say something and, and ideally hope, you know, help make the situation a little better. I go home from the gym and I come up with this character idea, this blue blob, and I start recording this voiceover about uh, how there is a ton of bad in the world and there's no denying that, but we have to remind ourselves that the world is mostly good and we cannot forget that. And then, and then this character, Blue Dude, goes throughout the list of all the small things that we overlook that are good, smiling babies, the smell of bakeries, that feeling that you get when your crush says your name, all these little things that we just forget about. And uh, I skipped class. You know, I didn't go to class that day. I was like, this video needs to go out today. I need to finish this video. And I finished it and I posted it same day, the day after the shootings. And that video, that was the first video that took off to a, such a degree where I realized that the mission is actually much bigger here than just comedy videos, which I was really just doing comedy, lighthearted stuff up until that video. This was the first heavy video covering a heavy topic. That was when that was sort of like my Spider-Man responsibility moment where I'm like, there's a much larger conversation to be had here. This made uh, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people who were directly affected by what happened here in the States feel just a little bit better and just maybe remind them in this time of crisis that in the long run, we'll all be okay. Even though horrible things do happen time to time, you know, we have to remember that we're all in this together. We'll all be okay. And ever since that video, ever since I introduced Blue Dude to the world and that general message of, of hey, we're going to be fine into my, my animated universe, that's when everything changed. And I, I hold that video in a very special place in my heart because I feel like that was the first video that actually helped a lot of people. 
I understand what you mean about trying to put content out into the world that makes people think or gives people a, a virtual hug or helps people in some way. It's it, it's a lot harder than people think at, at any level. I, I don't care if we're talking about Saturday Night Live or or the number one sitcom in America, a podcast or, or what you do. Being meaningfully connected to people is is not so easy. And it really doesn't matter the number. I think a lot of people struggle to connect with 10 people. So it's my hat's off to you that you were able to connect with so many people, millions of people, and uh, give them a, at least a, a semblance of a reminder that there's still good out there with something so tragic, especially the way when something so tragic happens, it just, the, the news cycle just beats you down. Every time you start to get over it, they just rerun the same story and you start to get this idea that everything is bad, even though it's it's just the one thing, it just, it becomes a pressure cooker. So thank you for helping to break that cycle. So that's the thing is is that unfortunately we live in that that sort of structure where uh, the bad news is is hammered into everybody's heads and it's just so easily accessible throughout quarantine and COVID all of 2020. That was the first time I heard the word the phrase doom scrolling. You know, everyone was just constantly taking it all this horrible horrible news in. Everything's horrible. And there was nothing else to do. You couldn't leave your home. So you might as well just keep scrolling, taking all this bad, horrible news in. And it really affected a, a lot of people and their minds in a very negative way. A lot of people still have not fully recouped from that. That's why I, I hope these characters can continue to to spread to as many people as possible and spread this this message of, hey, like let's take it back a beat, dial it down. Don't get too riled up. I know we're living in crazy times, but here's a simple thing. Like, remember to drink some water, like go hydrate, take a deep breath, hug yourself, call a friend you haven't spoken to in a little while. And Danny, you've made a very deliberate decision to stay below the fray, politics, religion, you know, controversial current events. You try to be nonpartisan, really connect everybody. What went into that decision? Because sometimes I feel like if you want to go viral, low hanging fruit is the keyword of the day. And the keyword of the day is almost always negative. So I, I'm thankful that, that you're not adding to that rhetoric. But I do have to ask, what made you make that decision? Yeah, um, it's a good question. I think it's not me thinking too hard about it. It's the type of person that I've always been. I was always one to uh, maybe look a little deeper beyond the cover of the book, so to speak, and see what a person is all about. I really like people. I love people. Growing up on Long Island, I would always go into New York City and just sit in Central Park and people watch. I'm, I'm fascinated by people all walks of life, you know, all different types of people. And, uh, you know, something unfortunate happened within the past few years or so where people stopped liking people. A lot of people stopped liking their fellow man. That didn't exactly sit right with me. And, and I don't lean any, any particular way uh, politically or, or spiritually. I, I, I love learning. I love hearing all points of view. I love hearing what people have to say. And I have my own beliefs, of course, but I don't believe in, in using my platform to make it about me. I, I want to make it about everybody. And the only way to do that is, I, I feel like, is to do exactly that, is to include everybody. Just everybody being 
human is enough of an excuse for everybody to get along. I mean, think about all the similarities that we have with each other at its core. You know, we look at a cute puppy and 99.9999% of people on this earth will go, oh, that's a cute puppy. And they'll feel joy from that. The smell of a fresh cut grass, you know, the feeling of sun beating on your face. These are all universal concepts that we all know and love. And, and we should be we should be celebrating the, the, the idea that we are much more similar than we've grown to think and, and, and the news cycle and, and social media and uh, people's own unfortunate initiatives to divide and divide people, divide communities. Yeah, people don't talk about mental health enough. They sure as hell don't talk about the things that we all have in common enough. And I hope that my stuff can also get that conversation started. We are all one. I feel like the more conversation around that, the better. Now, your new book is called You Are Special. And I have to ask, I have to ask, are you actually reminding people that they are unique? Is it a hint of sarcasm? Is it a little bit of both? <laughs> no, of course. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's your special. You, you are, the letters you are special. And, you know, it has my characters on the front cover all uh, excitedly hugging each other and, and looking straight at you, the human that maybe passes by them on the bookshelf or, you know, scrolling on Amazon or whatever. It's, it's a little bit of everything, you know, it's, it's definitely reminding you that you're special, you're unique, but it's also reminding you to like, Hey, like, here's a funny word. Like you're special. Like you, you're, maybe that means you're weird. Like celebrate the fact that you're one of a kind. It's definitely a word that I've, I've made my official unofficial logo. And, you know, it makes people smile when they just read that, which is very effective you know, already. But it's essentially a book where my characters introduce themselves chapter to chapter. It's very visual. And along the way, they teach you a new life lesson that maybe you're better off hearing rather than not. Stuff around reminding you that you're definitely not ugly. Look at all the cool features that you have. There's a whole chapter around things to remember if you have lost someone that you loved. Maybe that's through a breakup. Maybe that means your dog ran away. Or maybe it means someone in your family passed away. I wrote most of this book in March of 2020, right when things started uh, getting really weird around me. And, and these stories and these characters that I just kept writing really just helped me personally. They helped accompany me and the weirdest time of my life, the most uncomfortable, doubtful time of my life. Danny, thank you so much for being here. Where can folks find you online? Do you have a website? I, I know you have all the socials. Sure. Yeah. You, you could find me on Instagram and TikTok at Cool Man Coffee Dan, or you could find me anywhere else by my name, Danny Casal. Once again, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much, Gabe. Really appreciate it. I love everything that you're doing. You know, you're doing exactly what I'm trying to do here, which is getting the conversation moved ahead and started and um, getting people talking about it. So really appreciate it. And uh, thanks for having me on. Oh, you're very welcome. It was my absolute pleasure. And to all of our listeners, thank you. My name is Gabe Howard, and I am the author of Mental Illness is an Asshole and Other Observations, as well as an award-winning public speaker who is probably available for your next event. My book is on Amazon because, well, everything is. Or you can grab a signed copy with free show swag or learn more about me over at GabeHoward.com. Wherever you downloaded this episode, please follow or subscribe to the show. It's absolutely free. And hey, can you do me a favor? 
recommend the show to your friends, family, and colleagues, whether it's text messages, social media, or you know, word of mouth is still a thing. I will see everybody next Thursday on Inside Mental Health. You've been listening to Inside Mental Health, a Psych Central podcast from Healthline Media. Have a topic or guest suggestion? Email us at show at psychcentral.com. Previous episodes can be found at psychcentral.com slash show or on your favorite podcast player. Thank you for listening. There are few words more misunderstood and misused than OCD. Imagine having unwanted thoughts stuck in your head all day, no matter how hard you try to make them go away, and then having to pretend that everything is okay despite having to feel crippled inside. That's OCD. One in 40 people suffer from it globally, but there's hope. If you have OCD and need help, you can get better with specialized treatment. NoCD offers effective, affordable, and convenient treatment for OCD and is covered by many major insurance plans. Go to NoCD.com to learn more. That's NoCD.com.